1: Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by myself, Meredith Masony. I'm Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage,
2: motherhood, and everything in between. (laughs) Sorry. I I don't know. I got really nervous when I said that. Like, I I wasn't supposed
1: to say it. (laughs) Maybe it's time to write a new intro. Although I asked that at the beginning.
2: You're still married, so we'll keep it. This <laughs> podcast discusses all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything. You may actually need, so any advice we give, you you, you can, can take, take it or, li- or leave.
1: Because can it I might ask be crap.
2: why you have seven hundred blue bags behind you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: because- so, um, the cruise. We're doing our cruise. We're bringing back the, uh, hopefully for it to be an annual thing, community cruise. And uh, those are the VIP tote bags. And Mm -hmm. um, so we have swag bags. And they all showed up yesterday in like 30 boxes at the front door. And I got all excited and I opened them up and, you know, took them out to give them room to breathe and kind of, you know, because they get smashed in Mm -hmm. in those boxes. So I was like, let me take them all out. And then, of course, I was like, this is a bad idea because the cats have been in them.
2: Oh. So I'm like, I'm
1: gonna have to start shutting the door to the office because if I'm in here, I can, you know, I can smack a cat away. But if I if I leave the door open now, they're gonna come in and chew on the swag bags. So yeah,
2: I think it adds character.
1: <laughs> it's just a shit ton of bags behind me. I love it, but they're cute and they're my favorite color. I love how when I'm doing things for other people, I'm like, well, this is my favorite color, so everyone <laughs> will like it.
2: Yeah, exactly. I didn't know blue is your favorite color.
1: Well, it's teal. You can't tell, but they're actually no. teal. Oh my gosh. Teal is your favorite color? Teal and gray.
2: Shut up. Mine are purple and teal.
1: Oh, I didn't. I knew purple. I didn't know teal. Didn't yeah. Know. Teal. Yeah, gro- Tw- yeah. Twin flames. That's what we are. Soul mates. <laughs> <laughs> was- so where do you want to start? Not there. Okay. Where do you want to start?
2: Um You said that I should marry a
1: woman. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know. But we can see your face. There it is. Alright. Well, if you're if you're not watching this and you're listening to this later, you can't see our face. But if you want to see our faces, join I've turned off every notification on this computer.
2: I don't think you have. I
1: literally have tried a million different things. I don't know what else to do. And I've asked Dave to look at it. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And we all know he's not going to do it. Caden, are you okay? Okay. No, poor kid. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, we were talking uh, before the podcast real quick. Oh, I was that's, telling oh, you.
2: Yeah, that, that's why we were late. I'm sorry. I was talking to Meredith about uh, – girl problems and she was giving me advice and then somehow it turned into me being with a a woman and then (laughs) she said let's just go talk about it with our friends yeah here we are
1: so if you want to watch the podcast in the future join either my supporter page on facebook or tiffany's supporter page on facebook because you guys get to see it first if you just want to listen to it free because you're cheap no no No. (laughs) that
0: was a joke
1: if you want to listen to it when it comes out, you can just download it, listen to it. Give us a five-star review. We don't take anything less than five stars. And uh, and uh, yeah, we can all hang out and chat.
2: <laughs> that was actually a fantastic opening.
1: There you go. Uh, but yeah, so we were talking and this isn't a secret. I don't feel like this has been a secret between you and I. I've for a long time been like- Had definitely- feelings for me felt like you definitely would should have a wife
2: i didn't know that you have felt like that for a long time that is a secret to me i don't
1: think it is because i would tell you all the time you need somebody to take care of you
2: i mean that's true but it does i mean that doesn't automatically say wife to me like
1: i guess because when we travel together i would take that role i would just think in my head man this bitch needs a wife because, like, that's yeah. like that's the type of things that I do for Dave, right? Or, you know, like I...
2: Yeah, but it was, like, probably for both of us against our will.
1: What do you mean?
2: I mean, there was no choice given. Oh. It was more of a demand. Mm. I'm going to take care of you, bitch. Get out of bed. Which I actually really appreciate. But here's what I'll say about that, Meredith. When someone is taking care of me, I kind of revert back to being, like, a little... Kid who gets taken care of. So I feel like I'm extra lazy. I feel like pouty. Mm. I feel incapable of doing things for myself. I feel like I'm at my most powerful when I'm the one taking care of someone who needs it. Mm. And I don't know if that makes sense. Like I don't want it, but I was thinking about it today. It's so funny that we're talking about this because my kitchen is a disaster and I was cleaning up and I'm like, It'd be really nice if there was like somebody in my life who was like, just sit down and relax. I'll take care of this, Mm. but I'm the one who has to do it. And, and then I can't go into detail, but I had a whole thought process. Like if I was ever going to be with this person, they're like a teenager and I would be the one who is mothering them and taking care of them. And I don't know if I'm capable of doing that because I'm the one who needs to be mothered. And so I don't know, how do you figure out? So in my last relationship, I wanted to take care of someone, but they were just very monotone and never accepted it or needed it. You know, there was never a time where they're like, I need your help. It was just, I got this, I got this. It was not, I'll do it for you, or it was not, I'll accept your help. It was just, I'll do for me, you do for you. We're good. So I don't know yeah. who I'm supposed to be in a relationship.
1: I think, I think it's probably, you may serve a different role in different relationships. So I don't know that there's like one way that you would necessarily be, but in a, it, I mean, and I'm not going to state that I know anything, right? We have we have made many disclaimers that we know jack shit. And <laughs> right. so this isn't like advice. It's it's advice light. Um, but after being married, you know, in October, it'll be 20 years. I don't know that I'll take care of me, you take care of you in a marriage. Is
0: it's that okay? Collector. It's a bill
1: collector. It's always a bill S- collector. Sorry. Uh, I don't know that that's... I I think I would probably have a problem with that.
2: Oh, I do and did. So
1: I think that for me personally, you know, I, we have roles, we have things that we each do. And I don't n- – no relationship is ever 50-50. Nobody always meets in the middle. There are days where you are go- you have to go 80 and they'll come 20. There are days where you probably have to go 99 and they come 1%, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and there are days where it's, I think, maybe more down the middle or whatever. But it's – you know, I, I think my intention when I'm doing things is always this is for the betterment of the house, the betterment of the family, right? Like – When I'm doing the laundry, it's like, well, this has to get done because everybody needs these things. Like like I know some people, I know in some marriages and some relationships, I've heard people say, I don't do my husband's laundry. He does his, I do mine. And that's fine. If that works for you, that's Mm -hmm. great. For me, I think because of what my love language is, (laughs) I am showing you that that's how I love you. That is my act for you. Right, because I'm not a uh, – touch is not mine, right? Like the mm-hmm. love language touch is not mine. Mine mm-hmm. is I will do this gesture for you, and this is me showing you love, cooking you right. meals, doing – cleaning the house, doing the Acts laundry, of service. Acts of service. And my husband is like, yeah, I'll take an act of service, and it's you on this dick. Like that's what he <laughs> wants. That's <laughs> –
2: Oh my God! It's
1: Wait, it's, 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 <laughs> it is too early, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Oh I think God. we could live in a dumpster, and as long as I hopped on that thing a couple times a week, Dave would be oblivious to everything else in in life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Do it." <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh, my abs hurt. That was so funny.
1: But that's what I'm saying. Like I think, and and that's because his love language is touch, right? Oh so that's God. all he really cares about, you know. And I'm not. Yeah. That's not true. That's not all he cares about. Obviously. Right, but what but I'm med- what I'm saying is, when it comes to when it comes to connecting, I'm like, I did all your laundry and I cooked you this meal. I love you so much, and he's like, uh uh-uh, uh, hop on. <laughs> Let's take the pony for a ride. You know, don't, like- say that.
2: <laughs> don't, don't say that. Oh my God.
1: That's so, so funny. I think it's just, my point was everybody is yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. Everybody is. Everybody different. is different. So and I just I feel like a woman for you. Mm. could fill emotional needs yeah. and needs and desires that you have for connection. Mm. Um, because I don't feel like you got that in your last marriage. There wasn't this, you didn't have like co- you know, conversations to an extent. And that is- No, no, something- no. Huh?
2: You could have just put period <laughs> after <laughs> yeah.
1: conversations. Yeah.
2: It was nice of you to add the two an extent, but- Yeah, we didn't have conversations.
1: And I think that that for for women, maybe not all women, but for the two women that are sitting here in this podcast talking about this, uh, we do need to have conversations. We are creative souls who need to know why what's going on. How are you feeling? Tell me more. I mean, and poor Dave has beaten over the head with the amount of he gets so mad when I say, are you okay?" is everything okay? Mm-hmm. He gets so, cause I probably say it 300 times a day and that's me just trying to check in with him and make sure he's okay. And he's like, and what does he say every time? I'll tell you when I'm not okay. And it's like, Oh, all right. He sounds so sweet, <laughs> but sweet he, guy. He will have conversations with me, right? Like we have tons of conversations, but he so doesn't if- have that need as much as I do.
2: Cause, do you think it's because he's –
1: there are some guys who are great at
2: conversations.
1: Yeah. But I think that, it, like, he's he is great with a conversation, but it's not it's not like the need we have is was my point. We and have and that's what somebody said.
2: Not all women are necessarily naturally good at emotional needs either. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. My chances of having a good conversation with a woman are much higher, though, probably.
1: Well, and I just – I'm think- willing to bet. I just think as well, I think women are definitely and, – and this is a generalization. This is not me saying this is everyone or whatever And because people love to, to say shit and be like, well, you said this is a generalization. I understand that I am generalizing right now. Right. Women do have a tendency to be more open to uh, their roles as well. Like, oh, okay, you need me to do this and then you can do that? Great. Whereas if I said to Dave – um, you're on bathrooms now forever. You need to do toilets. He wait, he's like no. What? I'm is saying that how- roles in the house. <clears throat> no, like, I get it. Yeah. Is that
2: how you would say it? Like you're, like you're in a jail, and you're on the cleaning crew.
1: No, I'm just saying when you're when you're dividing up tasks in the home. But like- but but is that how you?
2: You're on bathrooms now? Like how are, how would, that would
1: I actually say it to him? Yeah. Uh, can you clean the bathroom? Every time from now on for eternity? I don't know. I'm just using it as an example. I'm just okay. just because I know that he doesn't want to clean a toilet. I only I chose a- that because he doesn't want to ever clean a toilet. I don't think he's ever cleaned a toilet in his life. I I'm just saying, I guess I'm asking, so do you guys have actual
2: determined roles like conversations about it
1: well we have roles in the fact that he does the bills he takes care of all of the finances he t- you know takes care of well, that might be it <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> he runs he runs he runs the laundromat he runs the pool cleaning company he helps with my facebook set. like he has a lot of jobs and roles that are uh way more intellectually based, whereas my roles are, mm-hmm. I cook, I clean, I chauffeur the children, I do my shit, my creative stuff, and then I come and ask him for help because I always screw it up. So he does, he he is, aka, the business manager, right? Like, I'm not asking him, will you clean the bathroom? Because it's one of my roles. I'm not saying that he physically couldn't. He physically could. He just won't. Right if I needed it to happen, he would say, I'll get one of the kids to do it.
2: Right, right, right. He's just not
1: going to do it. And we've had that conversation, uh, um, you know, and that's just, so I don't don't ask him to do those things because I know it's not going to happen. But I feel, the point of that was I feel like women are more flexible when it comes to those types of things, whereas men, because of the way they grew up, most of them never having to do those things. And mm. this is another generalization, but Puerto Rican men are not raised.
2: Oh, you're with a Puerto Rican. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? How are you? Oh my God. I'm married to one. I know. I forgot. And I'm like, <laughs> you're specifically calling out Puerto Ricans on our podcast? Like, what <laughs> no, is I wrong No,
1: I am with not. You? I am not uh calling out oh my Puerto God. Ricans on the podcast. I am saying as a generalization, <laughs> uh, and because I, because I witnessed this in high school, I watched the way that my mother-in-law and the, and the role that Dave had in the house. And I, I never saw him clean anything. I never saw him do a load of laundry. I never saw him do a dish, uh, because it wasn't expected. He cut the grass. Right. Mm. Like that was and and it wasn't it wasn't like, you know, so
2: are you teaching your boys to do dishes
1: and do house cleaning stuff? Yeah. So the boys do dishes, um, load the dishwasher. They do also mow the lawn, but so did I. Right. So that's what I'm saying is I feel like women can be more flexible in roles. Like I don't have a problem mowing grass. I don't have a problem, you know, weeding the beds and trimming hedges and all sorts of shit. Like no problem, you know. And then Dave bought a flame torch. And, oh, I remember. And torched the, front, yeah, torched the uh, driveway. Didn't work, by the way. They all came back. Mm. So I have to go out and do it again.
2: You got to get to the roots.
1: Yeah, that was the point of the torch. It's supposed to get you to the roots, but it didn't.
0: Oh. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
2: Yeah, I, I'm i interested. Like I've had – I don't want to traumatize my kid at this hour. I've had quote-unquote relationships with women. But the majority of my experiences with women have been of the sexual nature. Mm-hmm. But even my relationships with women weren't real relationships. Like there's I, two I of them. I know what you mean. Yeah. Who I, I I thought I was in love with. And one of them was in jail and one of them was in rehab. And so we've never been like out on the streets. Right. Doing t- chores together. Right. Trying to run a household and go grocery shopping. It was always meet me in the corner by the bathroom where the cameras don't hit. You know what I mean? And like secretly holding hands at meetings and confessing our love to each other between trauma classes. (laughs) Right. So I'd be interested to see a day-to-day relationship with that would be like, but I wouldn't get into one just for the sake of seeing what it's like. It would have to be a specific person who checks off all the things that I require in order to be happy and be my best self in a relationship. Mm. So- I'm starting with my list and then whatever gender falls under that category.
1: Yeah. And I like this comment that just came in uh, from Facebook user because we can't see names, but it says men are better at delegating, especially to the children, I think, at least in my house. I'm the type that will just go do the task to get it done. My husband won't. He'll make sure the kids do what they're supposed to do. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, With that, because my Dave is a great delegator. Oh, shit. Dave's in here. I just saw Dave pop in. (laughs) I know. Did you see my face? How long have you been here, husband? How would you help a mom slash wife that refuses the help sometimes asking for a friend? That's my husband. There we go.
2: That's so funny because I read the comment first Mm. and I'm like, is there a dude in here? I'd be shocked if there was a guy, by the way, in our supporter comments and not because we don't want you or because you're not welcome. It's the opposite. Anytime I find out a guy is supporting me, it makes me so stoked because that that's the kind of person who follows people because of what's inside and not <laughs> outside. Because none of my content is like, I'm hot, pay me money. My content's like, you're an effing weirdo and I resonate with that. And that's why I always get so excited. So anyway, it's Dave. It's just Dave.
1: It was Dave. But I don't know what what point he entered this. So, Oh, he's going to be entering that point (laughs) later for
2: sure. He's going to be like, you owe me.
1: Yeah. No, but Dave also says, I do say, I do tell her to sit down and relax. She doesn't listen. He's not wrong. No, I believe Dave's told me to sit down and
2: relax. So I know for sure that he says it to you too. Yeah. Remember I was so overwhelmed with my bills and he's like, I think I talked about this on the podcast. He's like, go outside on the porch and relax. And I'm going to take care of this. And I went for the first time outside of my doors in like a week and just listen to the breeze. And it was so nice. And I was like, I need me a man like Dave.
1: Yeah. No. That everything else. Oh, Sorry. Nope.
2: I'm just kidding, Dave. Mm-hmm. Dave's wonderful.
1: <laughs> he is. He is. And and he he does say that. But I am one of the – I do think that that comment, though, is 100% accurate. I think that not all women, but some women definitely have a problem with delegating and they just say, I'll do it. I'm just going to get it done because I want it done.
2: Yeah. No, dude. Okay. Trying to delegate to the kids. Mm. I mean, I guess it depends on the age, I'm sure. I don't know what it's like for teenagers. You could tell me after But I'm like, hey, can you please pick up the Taco Bell meat that you just dropped all over the floor and laughed at? And Chloe's like, why do I have to do it? And I'm like, oh, because it's literally yours. It fell out of your mouth hole. And she's like, mom, can I do it after this episode? And I'm like, no, you got to do it now. And she's like, with what? What do I even clean it with? And I'm like, get a paper towel. And so she'll get a paper towel and just like rub the meat into the floor with the, and I'm like, are you get get out of the way. I got it. And it's either a genius plan on her part, or I have failed at teaching her th- the correct way to clean things, which I do believe like in a calm moment, you know what I'm saying? Usually when I'm telling her to clean up, it's like, come on. But if I were to be like, Hey, do you, ha- do you know how to pick meat up off the floor and get it clean? Do you want to try together? Like that would have a completely different effect. than pick up your mother effing meat before I slap you with it. Pick you know up your I mean? meat. I know. What a weird example. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I don't, I don't think she doesn't know how to clean. I think she doesn't want to do it because that's what? every kid. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to do anything. But if but you but they have to be taught, correct? Oh, well, I'm sure to an extent, but they're you know I think that kids in general don't want to have to be responsible for things. Once you get them into some sort of a routine, I think that they can they can you know do a fine job. It just yeah, that's takes... the problem. Who has routines? I I mean, by the time they're teenagers, right? Which is what I have. Um, you know, yeah. I, Dave. Dave, exactly.
2: Watt. Dave is speaking facts. Tiffany, think about how many things we expect our kids to know that we have never actually trained or shown them specifically. We expect them to, uh, something us and automatically,
1: huh? See us.
2: We expect them to see us and automatically know exactly. And that's what I think about. And that's why I don't get angry about it. That's why I feel like I'm too nice about it. Because I don't want to, like, reprimand them for something that they don't know. But then by being nice, I feel like they think they could take advantage of that. So it's a very slippery slope. So maybe we just have, like, training. Do people ever have, like, training with their kids? Like, hey, have you have you ever loaded a dishwasher? Have you ever mopped the floor? Let me show you. On just a random Tuesday?
1: Um, No, but I have definitely when Sophia – so Sophia cleans the house once a week now. It's one of her, one of her, it's not, it's not one of her chores. It's, she gets paid to do it. Uh, The chores in the house, she doesn't get paid to do. But when I say, I need you to clean the house today, she gets paid to do that. But I had to show her, I was like, you're not mopping right. I was like, first of all, you have to vacuum first because you're pushing around dirt with a wet mop. I was like, you have to vacuum everything, you have to go through, you have to look for all of the big hairballs from the dogs and the cats, suck all of that up. And so I did go through that with her because I do expect it to be done, obviously not to my standards, but I expect it to be done to, I don't know maybe just over Sophia's or over Dave's standards, you know, like Mm -hmm. somewhere in the middle, Sophia is going to be 15 this year. So, um, you know, she's definitely competent and capable of doing that. Um, but you do have to teach them. Uh, I agree with that. I don't, I think we do expect them to know things and they don't know things. And so we have to watch that, but it's, you know, it's, it's we a have- lot though, especially when you're
2: tired, you just, you want to do it yourself mm-hmm. and get it over with yeah. rather than have a training course.
1: Well, and t- you also have to remember schools don't, schools are not set up they, the way that they were when we were in school. There was, there's no home ec anymore. Even if there
2: was dude, one home ec class, like I sew hot chili pepper boxers in my whole semester. That was my thing. That's what I did. I, I, and I gave them to my mom and my mom loved them, but that's what I learned how to do.
1: Well, and I, I don't know. Dude,
2: don't even get me started on the subject. How, I mean, how cool would it be if there was a school that instead of teaching you P- Pemdis and pythagoreans theorem, They taught you how to properly fold clothes and how to sort clothes. And they taught you, you know, how to balance a checkbook and how to save money and how to, you know. I think they should be self-discipline.
1: I think they should. I I think that if we stopped forcing college down these kids' throats, and we gave them tech school options, and we taught them how to balance checkbooks, and we taught them how to go get uh, uh, licenses for, you know, or or certificates for mechanics or whatever the license that they wanted to get, and we didn't try to force hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt on them from college courses, I think that it would be a much better system. And that's coming from an ex-public school teacher.
2: Yeah, same
1: tech tech schools and classes that teach them to do adult shit makes way more sense than what what they're doing right now.
2: Somebody said it should still come from parents life learning skills. And then I had a train of thought after I read that, like, is it fair for us to expect other teachers to teach? I think it takes a village. 20 children at once. Right. how to live their life when we're the ones who
1: like bird them. Right. But in society, that class, like we're doing that with our kids, but there are some parents who either can't or they're single parents or there's a, you know, there are other issues at home or something is going on. And I think that if you have that public school is if you ask a kid who grew up like that, they're going to tell you that the most stability that they had was when they went to school. And I'm not saying that it's fair. I'm just saying that's how it can be. You know, like there was this story I read online and it, it was so sad, but the, the teacher said a student showed up late to class, um, high school class student walked in late to class at the end of the class. I went over to the, to the kid and said, you know, this is the fourth time you've been late to this class. What's going on? And he said, my mom died this morning and I didn't know where to go. So I just showed up here. And the teacher was like, that was the day I realized I have to treat every kid that walks through this door. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on in their lives. And this is, this is a safe place for them. And so like, you don't know the situation that this kid is going through. Right. So I think that a lot of times, cause I used to have, uh, snacks, food always in my drawer because you get kids that come in and they're hungry and it's because they don't have anything to eat at home. And so you're dishing out granola bars and all sorts of shit. I was always in charge of the lost and found. So I would wash the clothes and when the kids would come in and they had on dirty clothes, or then I would, I'd wash all the clothes and I'd give them stuff out of lost and found and be like, here, no, you know, nobody Mm. needs to know where this came from. Like, just go change, you know? And that was just something. Now I, I also didn't have the cuddly personality, um, you know, that a lot of teachers have where it's, you know, let me, uh, it's going to be okay. I'm going to hug you and, you know, rainbows and whatever. But I was, 50% 50% of that, you know, here, here's a granola bar and a clean shirt, you know? So I, I did what I could do with the talents that I had in that sense. But you see these kids. And you know what's so
2: crazy is the kids, most of the time, probably don't even know that it's wrong because back, well, when they were my age, like my during my age, all I knew was my own home. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes I would go to friends' houses and see how their homes were. But like, I would never... It never occurred to me that some of my peers were coming from drug-addicted parents' homes or low-income. But now that I'm an adult and I I have so many friends in recovery and stuff, right. I'm like, oh, my gosh. These poor kids are living in this chaos and then have to show up to school. And it never occurred to me until I grew up and realized how – you never know what's going on at a kid's home.
1: It's just, it's, it's something I think that the only reason I really think about it is because I saw it, right? Because I exactly. It, but but it's, I don't know that it's something that everybody thinks about. No, I, I agree with you there. Um, but, mm. you know, Dave. Dave said, I had an economics teacher that paused curriculum for a month and taught us how to address envelopes, fold letters for envelopes properly, write letters as a consumer to a business and a bunch of other stuff I had never known. That's so I told him my soccer cleats broke and he helped me write a letter and send it to the company to have them replaced. So there are, there are, t- you know, cause we, <laughs> we do have to learn how to do normal daily shit. And I, I mean, especially with the, with kids now today, which sounds like such an old person thing to say, but everything is so different. The way we communicate is different. Mm-hmm. The way we, the way we digest entertainment is different. The way mm-hmm. we all, everything is different. Sophia hates talking to people. She says it's awkward. It's awkward. It's so awkward to talk to a teacher. I was like, you have to talk to your teachers. You have mm-hmm. to have conversations with people. I she, she says yesterday, I only want to talk to people that I want to talk to. Why would I want to talk to people that I don't want to talk to? I don't even like those people. Why would I talk to them? And I was like, because it, in life you have to talk to people you don't like.
2: <laughs> is it possible she has social anxiety?
1: No, I don't think so. I think she's a teenage girl and... We communicate so differently now because everything is basically on a phone that you stick these kids in a class and they don't want to talk to an adult.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I could absolutely see that happening. Yeah.
1: So I think that there, so I'm always telling her like, you know, if we, if we go out, you know, and she wants another, if she wants a refill, she used to do this all the time. She would say, can you tell her that I want to drink? No, I can't. Oh. You tell her you want to drink. Yeah. Tell her you want a drink. You know, they get, she gets mortified. If I get up at a restaurant, like we wanted to change our order and I saw the waitress in the corner and I was like, I'm just going to go tell her cause she's going to ring this in and I don't, I want to stop her before she rings it in and then has to change it with the kitchen. Cause that's a whole process. So I got up and ran over to tell her and I was like, oh no, he wants this instead of that. And she comes back. She's like, I can't believe you did that. I can't yeah, believe you left the table and went and talked to her like that. And I was like, I did her a favor because now she doesn't have to go yell at the kitchen.
2: So is it different than what I experience? Because you know me really well, especially in public settings and restaurants and things. Is the way Sophia behaves different than the way I behave?
1: I just, I don't know. I mean, and maybe she does have a bit of social anxiety. I never not, looked at it that way. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying like, I can... Ab- <clears throat>
2: absolutely relate to that feeling because it would mortify me when you would speak up on my behalf. And I'm like, no, I'll just eat the steak. And you're like, you ordered chicken. And I'm like, I know, but I don't want to bother anybody. And you're like, no, I'm going to tell her that you want chicken. And like you would always fight for my right (laughs) to have chicken mortify me all the time. (laughs) Kaden, are you okay? Okay. Um, but, but I mean, also, We have a whole new generation of people who are growing up without having that human interaction that we grew up with, you know, where the main way to communicate with someone was face to face. Now you don't have to do that anymore. So I imagine any human interaction with your actual mouth and eyes in person can be terrifying when you're so used to being able to think about it. Send it off into the universe and move on. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, and I think I don't view it as social anxiety because she has friends and she goes out with her friends and she hangs out. You know what I mean? And they do things and they're out and whatever. So I view it more like I think I think it would definitely a a light bulb would go off if she didn't want to leave the house or she didn't want to go and do things or whatever. But it's it's mostly and primarily related to uh, a coach or a teacher or whatever. Cause I was like, Hey, you're going to try, uh, activities in high school. Like you've started high school. You're going to get involved in some clubs. You're going to do some things because you have to be able to know what, you know, you're interested in or whatever. So I said, you're going to, you're going to, uh, go out for the weightlifting team. And she's like, I don't want to do that. I said, I didn't, I didn't ask if you wanted to do it. You're doing it. You're going to give, you're going to put some time in This is an easy activity to do because you can go in and it's, everybody is lifting at their own pace, right? Like it's just an activity. We're going to go in, we're going to do this. And, um, so I told her, I said, you're going to go to school. You're going to find the weightlifting coach. You're going to talk to the weightlifting coach. You're going to find out when tryouts are. We're going to get all of this on the calendar so that we don't miss anything. So she came home, she told about it. And then she said, the teacher said they need an assistant coach. And, um, I said, okay, I'll do it. And she goes, you don't want to do it. And I said, well, I don't really want to do it, but I want to do it because you're doing it. So yeah, I'll do it. So then she talks to the, I said, go back and talk to the coach, ask him what the requirements are. You know, what do I need to do to come and help? I'll be the team mom or whatever. Like I'm here, like, let's do it. So she went back and talked to him and she said, the co- the coach said, it's really not worth your while because you only make $1,500 for the season. And he said, it's way more work than it's worth. And I was like, did the guy, does the guy need help or not? Mm-hmm. So she's like, he said to email him and, and he'll <clears throat> figure it out. And I was like, okay,
2: but it could also, it could also be like a fear of rejection thing. I get that way too. I'm scared to talk to people and ask them questions because I hate rejection, but uh, Somebody in the comments made a really good point, which I don't want to harp on it or put things in your head that aren't real because you know your kid better than anybody. But just for complete general knowledge, um, the person said, my daughter has social anxiety but also has friends and can talk to them without issue. But it's new people and the unknown that makes her anxious. And mm-hmm. I, I I feel that way as well. Absolutely. The unknown and new people makes me so anxious. Like when Sierra invites me over to a game night and I'm like, who's going to be there? And she lists one person I don't know. I'm like I'm not going, I can't. But even yeah,
1: that's like, true. I didn't think about that because the unknown makes me anxious, but it's not associated with new people.
2: You love.
1: I don't. New people don't bother me at all. Like no p- people are prime real
2: estate. For you. <laughs> yeah. They haven't had a conversation with you about the weather. Oh, yeah.
0: Let's so when you birds, see a new
2: person,
1: yeah, no, actually, um, my neighbor uh, works at Costco, and so I go into Costco for my weekly trip, and she's at the door checking the little Costco cards, and I was like, "Hey, how's it going?" Da, da, da. And she's like, "Hey, just so you know, they're getting ready to hire seasonal employees," and I was like, "No." <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, Christmas is coming. You want to work part time?" I'm like, "I think I do."
2: Meredith Masony, stop I want to work at Costco. Up. Stop it. So bad. No, you, you no.
1: I love it. That there. would be, I love it. A
2: disaster.
1: Hi, how can I help you today? Yeah, let's go on over. You want a tomato sauce? No problem. Come on over. I'll show you where you can get eight eight hundred cans. No. First what? of all, you wouldn't be that nice.
2: Second of all, oh. you would be doing your own shopping on the clock. <clears throat> Third of all, people would be trying to take pictures with you on your shift, and they'd be like, "We can't have this." Like you haven't stocked one shelf. Oh, you haven't done one thing. All you've done is walked around and compared prices and pointed things out to customers. Like, did you see this life size Christmas ornament? It's amazing. Buy it because I'm going to take it home with me today. If you don't like you might be good at that part.
1: <sighs> Selling. I, I do feel like. Uh, I do feel like I would be a great. Costco employee. Am I saying that I wouldn't be fired? No, I might be. But, 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 I feel like for a moment in time, I would be employee of the month. On
2: the first day, they're like, all right, we're going to train you. You're like, don't need it. Out of my way. <laughs> and just march.
1: I know where everything is. <laughs> and I do want the cool t-shirt. Somebody was like, I've literally got up to them when I've been shopping and be like, where can I buy your t-shirt? They're like, no, these are employee. I'm like, you're not listening. Where can I get the Kirkland shirt? (laughs) Uh, Because that's what I want. I do want to work at Costco. And I think I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to ask them for seasonal employees, how many hours do I have to work a week? Because if it's two days a week, I'm in. Why don't you
2: just like work with them on a greater scale, like on your page? Like why don't you be like...
1: I've asked. They don't want me. I've tried.
2: Tell them, be like, I can go live from the scene. I do once a week. Right, but
1: imagine if there was like a promotional thing. I would love that because I love nothing. Do you know how many Christmas trees I've sold at that place? <laughs> just by going live and standing there. I I sold life size teddy bears one day in that aisle. I was just they were taking them off the shelf. I was like everybody needs this. How do you not need this in your life? Get over here right now. And I had them on lot. I mean, cuz I love it. I love they're being gonna, there. They're going They're going to ban you and trespass you. <laughs> they are. They are. But I love it. I love I love Costco. And You never know what you need. You're gonna go in. You're gonna find some things.
2: That's so funny. I
1: don't. I think the
2: only time I've been in a Costco was with you, and it, it was is. the worst day. Of but my we life.
1: bought matching outfits.
2: Oh yeah, we did. That was a good time. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: I did like that outfit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still wear mine. Great. Anyway, so yeah, so uh, I apparently um, have put a lot of things onto my plate since. Yeah, I don't know why you and your husband do that. No, it's it's not Dave. It's me. He gets oh, really pissed. Didn't Dave just buy a pool company? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he gets pissed when I add more things because he knows it's more work for him. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, I'll be the assistant weightlifting coach. Absolutely. Oh, Costco needs seasonal employees. Sign me up. You need somebody to pick berries from the forest to turn into grape juice? I'm available. Like, right. what is wrong with
1: you? Yeah. I don't. I don't like to sit still, so yeah. I'm always looking for something else to to do. And then,
2: when you do get that something else, then it's like, oh my gosh, I have so much. <laughs> I don't know where to start. My life is so overwhelming. I can't handle it. You seem a lot happier nowadays with less on your plate. So why don't you just chill?
1: Yeah, I've been. I things have been good. I've been able to stay on top of all the housework. Oh my god, I could be in charge of food samples. Are we back to Costco? I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. <laughs> somebody, somebody <laughs> said have wrestling practice at Costco. <laughs> I think they meant weightlifting. But either yeah. way, that's hilarious. Yeah. No. Um. Uh. But actually, the weightlifting practices are from seven to nine a.m. So that Ew. wouldn't actually take much time out of my day. That's disgusting. It is disgusting because I am not. Yeah. Uh, I'm not um, a morning person at all. But I feel like if I had weightlifting in the morning and then one or two days a week I had an afternoon shift at Costco, I could make things work. I could make Who things work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I do. This is all
1: shit I want to do.
2: There's something wrong with you. There's a lot. That's I love
1: you. A lot wrong with me. But I just, I am happy. I am, I am, I can tell you right now that I wasn't expecting to to feel this way, uh, when I, when I canceled the remainder of the tour and I hate that it disappointed people, but I, I am so happy that I am not, uh, away right now and that I Mm -hmm. can do all these things. Then I thought, what if Matias and I both got a job at Costco and like we worked the shift together. What? Like to, like, like to spend time.
2: Is he getting a job there?
1: I was going to make him. I was thinking about it.
2: Uh. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> I I support you.
1: Uh, uh, I'm just saying I found different things to do with the kids. So like I just joined a national charity league. And so that's I do with Sophia. So once a month we go and we're we volunteer together. And so she's required to do that with me. So I'm trying to find different things that I do with each of the kids solo. That's adorable. So I'm doing that with her. I figured maybe I could make Matias work at Costco with me. That's a big. That's different than once a month going to. Yeah. Volunteer. Maybe. Maybe that's over the line. <laughs> and Brian, I'm with Brian most of the day, so. Um, so that's covered. So well, I mean, because he's he's here, you know, working on school stuff, and he he does spend a lot of time with Dave during the week as well. He goes out on the pool route and goes to the laundromat and does stuff.
2: Um, dude, he's getting like. L- So how is he since this? Do you, do you notice an improvement? Is he
1: happy? Yeah, he's, he's doing well. He definitely wants to be back in school. Uh, Shut up. He does want to go back to school. He does miss the social aspect. Really? Um, yeah, Yeah. But he also is starting to get, um, starting to get, uh, really good on a schedule where I'm not hovering over him to get his assignments done and to sit and give dedicated time to his, his studies. So there's a good benefit for him for that because he wasn't organized and he wasn't getting things done when he was, when he started middle school and he was missing things and, uh, coming out of, you know, every, like it was a, it was a bit of a a mess. What was the reason he was going to homeschool again? He just was not able to manage. He wasn't, he was missing assignments, not turning things in, not paying attention, um, not able to organize and stay on task and, It was, I think, I think the problem for some kids when they go from elementary to middle school is they go from being with the same teacher all day to being with seven different teachers and going from point A to B to C to D and, and they just get overwhelmed and it's a lot. And so it was a lot for him. So, um, we said, well, we can take away some distraction. And so that's what we did. We took away the distraction and kind of, um, said, here's what we're going to do. And so that, you know, has, has worked well, uh, for now, uh, will he go back to school? Yeah, of course he's going to go back to school. Um, probably ninth grade. He'll probably stay for the rest of seventh. Well, I know he'll stay for the rest of seventh. We haven't decided, um, eighth. And he did ask, he, he was, Dave just chimed in. He missed us. I was traveling a ton. Dave was working a ton and he said, I miss you guys. I never see you guys. And I do wish I could have more time with you. And we were like, you can. You can have more time with us.
2: uh, None of us are ever going to forget that you did that, by the way. What a huge commitment on your guys' part. Like, And it gives me goosebumps just hearing that and thinking about it. You're like, yeah, we'll make it happen. And you did.
1: I just think that there's some things that you – you know, they can, they can be pivotal. You know, there are times and, and if it's something, and I always tell the kids, if it's something that your father and I can do, we'll do it. If it's, if it's the right thing and it's to benefit and it's going to work, we're going to find a way to do it. If we physically can't do it. Yeah. He definitely no longer misses us. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about it, but I didn't no want to ruin the moment. He misses us. Um, But he, you know, but it's, but I always tell them, yeah, we'll find a way to make it happen. Like Sophia just said to me the other day, she's, she's, she really is funny. She's like, um, just so you know, I'd like to have a Christmas party. And I'm like, cool. It's August. Right. I'm like, great. And she's like, um, so I've made some notes and, uh, this is, these are the decor items that I'd like. This is what I did. And I was just like, okay, so you're me.
2: I was just going to say,
1: don't even say one negative thing about that girl. So I looked at her and I was like, Hey, I was like, we can do that. And she's like, yeah. So what we decided that we're going to do is we are going to all decide what we want to cook. We're going to put that into a hat and then we're going to pull it out and that's what we're going to cook. And, um, I was like, well, you have to do that before the party because if you wait until the day of the party, I would have had to buy all of the ingredients for every meal. And she's like, we already discussed that. We're going to do it on Monday. And then that way you can buy everything that we want and then we'll cook it together and then we'll do it. And I was like, great. Sounds good. I was like, I'm glad you're thinking ahead. It's August. So we have just enough time to get ready for this party in December. Um, but I was like, of course I'll do those things for you because I can. Um, Mm. if she had come to me and said, I want to take all of my friends on a helicopter ride for Christmas, I'd have been like, no, we can't do that. Right. This is not (laughs) something we can do. Um, but yeah, I can throw a Christmas party, right. That you don't actually want me to be invited to that you're going to throw upstairs and that I'm just there for the cleanup and the setup. Yeah. But yeah, I can do that, you know? So, um, because I feel like I'm, I am, I tell them all the time. I'm like, you guys have to understand how blessed we are that we can do these things. That yeah. we can afford to do these things, that we have the time to do these things. Um, you know, because I did grow up. I did grow up in a house where my parents al- always worked and mm. there wasn't a- always enough money and there wasn't enough time and there wasn't enough of those things. And I don't want to do that. And right. I'm lucky that I don't have to, that I can't right. get a part-time job at Costco and Stop it. I'm going to do it. My I... my words.
2: I want to judge you, but also part of me is like, I would love to get a waitressing shift a couple of nights a week. Like on nights when I, when I don't have the kids and yeah. I'm like feeling lost yeah. and I don't know what to do. I would love it. I have dreams about waitressing. I was such a good waitress, except I had, I, I didn't know I had anxiety when I was waitressing. Mm. And so I was like, does anybody else feel like they're going to have a heart attack? Like, <laughs> and everybody's like, we're good. And I'm like, there's just so many things at one time. That's the only thing I worry about is like it, getting overwhelmed and having some, you know, just a bunch of different things going on at once. And it's ironic because I, I could fake talk to strangers all day.
1: Like in like, a relation or in a waitressing situation. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I could do that all day, mm-hmm. but to have like real conversation, like I could easily be like, Hi, I'm Tiffany. I'll be taking care of you today. What can I get for you to drink? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we don't have alcohol. It's eight in the morning, silly goose. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm i the queen of that. Of <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys are so funny. So here's our specials. <laughs> but if somebody's like, hey, I really want to talk to you about something, I throw up. So I feel like I could go back to waitressing for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure.
1: hmm Yeah. No. Well, this was a fun episode. We were I all over it. the place. I wish I would have
2: known we were going to talk about all this because I wouldn't have panicked earlier.
1: So the, you, you don't have to panic. I do. Because it's not
2: often you ask me to come up with topics. And so far, every single time you have, I have failed. And there's been a reason why I haven't been able to. And so I'm not about to call you and be like, you'll never believe it. So I'm going to pull topics out of my ass 10 minutes before the podcast so that I show up with something and don't look like a douchebag. I got, I had some good ones.
1: Dave asked but, a question, and I think this is, and I, I don't know if he, so he says, has your anxiety gotten worse since going online? Do you mean since Tiffany started her page? Has Has her anxiety gotten worse since she started juggling the Jenkins? I think that's his question. Oh, yeah.
2: When... When I was waitressing and I had very, very little money and very little possessions and um, all I had to really worry about was like paying bills. And um, I, Jesus, sorry about that. (laughs) shot. My camera keeps falling. I was much more calm now that um, I don't have a job to show up to and do and leave. And I have like, I, I've said it a million times. I'm not cut out to be a self-starter. Like I'm not cut out to be my own boss. And so as somebody who has no very little drive most times, and as somebody who is not self-disciplined, my anxiety is through the roof. Because the weight of the world is on my shoulders. It's up to me to support all these households. And it's up to me to, you know, keep the ship afloat. Whereas before it was like, wake up, change your baby's diapers, go to Sonny's barbecue, slang some ribs, clock out, come home and watch America's Got Talent. And that was it. And now it's like, okay, how can we start a multi-billion dollar business? <laughs> and how can we stay relevant? And how can we increase our SEO And make sure that we don't go into debt and get loans on cars and like just all this crazy shit. Everything is just crazy. Yeah. And I I worry so much about how I'm being perceived. I Mm -hmm. worry about whether or not I'm doing a good job. I just, I'm, anxiety's gotten so much worse. Yeah. Oh my God, you worked at Sunny's Barbecue. Will you marry me and go back to work at Sunny's?
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Dave, you can't can't marry Tiffany. You're married. You're currently married.
2: Dave, this would be the worst relationship you've ever been in. I know you very well. You'd be done with me in three days. I promise you. You'd be like, wait, so you just you never get out of bed. (laughs) And I'm like, this is it. And then he just storms out of the room and goes and plays golf and rides his bicycle in a triathlon and like sets up a a business while I'm napping.
1: Dave says dry rub for ribs goes a long way. He'd give you some leeway there. You realize Costco sells ribs. (laughs) I just need you to understand that Costco and you love Costco ribs. And Costco wings. So I'm just saying. Yeah, you don't even. I could come home after a shift with some 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 uh, ribs dry dry rub, and then you could give her a little dry rub. Okay, nobody wants a dry rub. (laughs) That sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, let's get out of here because I had a meeting 10 minutes ago. Nuh-uh. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You don't have to be sorry. It's fine. I,
2: I do. It was my fault. No. For...
1: No. It's okay, never join your us fault.
2: Next week. I like that. That's what I'm looking for in a partner.
1: Yeah. It's never your fault. You're yeah, perfect. Like um. Join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have, who no, have no idea, idea what, what we're doing. doing. We'll see you we next love you. time, guys. Bye. Love you.